0: Hey, Steve Burgess back for another Real Estate 311. I'm actually transitioning a little bit. I'm doing some video along with this podcast so we can do some YouTube and some other postings. So, a little bit new. This is just part of building it. I'm going to get more consistent. I think the last one I posted was two weeks ago, maybe. And I'm going to post now at least every week with the intent to get these out on Tuesdays. So, here we are back for another Real Estate 311. So today I'm going to have a little discussion about actually a live project I'm working on with a partner. I think it's eight or nine single family houses owned by two different family members. One family member for sure wants to get rid of their package. The other one is on the fence. So you know what that means. On the fence means you got to pay the price for it. So we're looking at these houses have done a tour of, I think all of them at this point. So you could say it's a single-family package. It is, but it isn't. They're not lumped in a loan. They're two different sellers, individual loans. So we would look at it from either buying it with a lump loan, putting a chunk down, and then getting a a local bank to what they call portfolio loan, where they would hold it. The, The negative with a portfolio loan is a local bank They'd probably do a 20-year, maybe a 25-year amortization, probably 20 or 25% down, and the rate would adjust every five years. The other option is we go do single-family, you know, do a a traditional loan on it, single-family loan, get a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage or 15-year fixed-rate mortgage. Actually, we would do 30, help the cash flow, and do that. If you do that, now you're going to need... Say eight different loans, eight different closing costs, all that. So the co- the closing costs are going to be a little bit more, but the long-term rate or the, the certainty with the fixed rates better. But do we really want to lock in the fixed rates now? It, it's probably better off if we just do a portfolio loan on the package and then when rates drop, start cherry picking them out of there one at a time and get them on some long-term fixed rate loans now. Can we do that in an LLC? No, that's a separate issue with two of us, two different uh, partners buying it. We probably can't do it on a say an FHA or a conventional 30-year fixed rate mortgage. So that's all we're going to we're going to look into all that now. Right now we're just initially going through the houses. So what's interesting, the people the sellers want around I'm going to just throw some generalities and ballparks here since it is a live transaction. We're working on around 200,000 per house. Okay. These are off market. Their friend who's a real estate agent brought it to us. Um, The rents range from 1200, I think to 15 or 1600 I'm trying to get the numbers Um, on all of them. They gave them to the one partner. So we're putting them together on a sheet and I need to look at those. So, $1,200,000, $200,000, Twelve hundred, two hundred thousand, 200000 yeah, that math doesn't work. So <laughs> we're going to have to look at the leases, how long are the tenants locked in, and then see what the value is. Honestly, I think 200000 for each of these on average is high anyway. I won't go into details on the houses, but they're all in the same community, same school district, um, solid area, desirable rental area in the township there on the the southern side of the township, probably a little more north and east would drive up the price a little bit. So now we need to look at market values. What what would each house be worth selling it as a freestand single family? Okay, that'll give us one price. Now, then we would have to run some numbers saying, all right, what's it going to be as a rental based on the current rents? And here's a tip that I always look at. If you're buying a property for, say, $200,000, take a look and see what the assessed value is on the property with the county. What do they have the value at? Because if it's at one twenty, dollars chances are as soon as you buy it for two hundred, dollars your taxes are going to go up, you know, 50% maybe. Same thing with a, you're buying a $500,000 property and the county's got it assessed at three fifty. You can almost guarantee your taxes are going to go up 30, 35%. So always look from the county, see what value they have, just so you can calculate future taxes, because you don't want to underestimate those, have a lean deal, and then get bit in the butt. We had that happen once. Not that lean, but we bought it. It was actually a dollar store, single tenant building. Two months after closing, the school board (laughs) appealed the taxes on us, and what's our defense? The value is not what we just paid for it. That's a terrible defense. So taxes went up and we made a little less return than we predicted, but it actually worked out okay for us. So anyway, back to the single family package. We're looking at the leases. Some leases have six months, some are brand new. Some tenants have two years. All of these factors are going to tie into it. What are they responsible for? What are they paying in rent? How long are they locked into rent? And then a key thing is, all right, when their lease is up, what what do we think the market is? Now, I don't like to be super rosy here. I want to be kind of a realistic pessimist. If the market's 1700 a month on a single family rental, I'll probably throw in 16 1650. If it's 1800, I'm probably still down at 1700 range. But it should be better than the 1200 some of these guys are paying that being said some of the houses need a little bit of work some are pretty good shape there's just a variety of anything everything in there so it'll be interesting to see i think over the next week or two weeks we need to take a take a hard look at the numbers see if they're willing to work with a price that we can live with or maybe we take out a couple of the properties in in the group that aren't as appealing either excuse me either due to the lease term, or maybe just the value's not there just because of the type of property or the conditions it's in. So we'll look at both those. So anyway, this will be another short one here. I like to keep these short, six, seven, actually no, probably eight to 10 minutes where it's seven-ish. That way you can do short, we can do short listening ones. I think starting next week, I will start rolling through a variety of people in the office, investor friends, clients that i know that we can have a chat about their property so that's all i got for today thank you for listening it's early hopefully it'll get better as time goes up if not i'll i'll have to fire myself but have a good rest of your week we'll talk to you soon